Well, hey, Greg. How are you this week? Wait, are we talking now? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is happening. Oh, my God. (laughs) I want this Funny Book Forensics opening to be as coherent as the story we're about to review. Wait a minute. There was a story? Well, sort of. I mean, we're woke now, right? Like, we have a biracial female character from the 80s. We're woke, right? She she was everything that you you I, I would say like in all honesty like uh, and and jokes aside I mean looking at it from today's perspective this is the kind of super not superhero but like a, a well a comic book character that you're like oh yeah this is what I want but well, I don't it know. is I one just, hell of a, a 2020 supervillain it it is it is it is everything that you would want and expect and more and more it's like. Kim Kardashian Trump. Yeah. Ooh, that is, uh, you nailed it. I think we're there. I think they, I think they were going for, they, they were going for Madonna and they got Kim Kardashian Trump. They, they really, they really did. I mean, it's, it's eerie on how, how much, uh, as I was reading through this, that like, there were so many things. I was like, Oh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is very this is very timely, but um, yeah, I mean, like if you look at it, um, you've got a, a Glamazon who uh, who is well-meaning in some respects, and we'll get into that. But uh, definitely, like uh, by 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 the eighty standards, uh, yeah, hit all the notes of okay. Uh, by today's standards, oof. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just you know, put out your cigarette quickly because you know I I'm a little worried about you. And I, I think the other the other piece here we're looking at with this book is I'm trying to put a positive spin on it here before we get into the negatives. But yeah. it's uh, I mean, let's face it, we've got like Kim Kardashian Trump who gets taken out by cousin Oliver or Danny from the Partridge Family. I. I it's it is it is uh cousin Danny. Well, okay, cousin Danny, I like it. It's cousin Danny. Well, because it's both. It, it is it is it, it is one half this and one half that, and that's what you get. I don't know. Right. I got nothing. I got nothing else. Well, I got what do you do on a TV show, Greg, when the yeah. sales numbers are going down? You bring in a cousin. You bring in a likable kid that everyone can relate to. Right, like some great ones, like Cousin Oliver, and yeah, um, oh my gosh, oh and Danny, right on different yeah. strokes, right? Because he yeah. was on, he was on Salute My Shorts later, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I um, mean, just just in general, like I mean, you've always got that one likable kid, uh, like in uh, um, uh, who was, is who uh, was the little kid on Family Ties that became the little miniature Alex P. Keaton, the the little brother. Yeah, they brought the baby. They brought the baby she in. Grew up super quick. Grew yeah, up and then he ended quick. up on Star Trek because he was Worf's son on Star yeah. Trek. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Or then you've got you've got a, a kid that grew uh, is is part of a, a cast that doesn't quite make that much sense, like in uh, Facts of Life. Uh, or or you've got Seven on Married to Children who just walked upstairs one day and never came back. No, I think that was uh, that was Family Matters. No, I think that was Married to Children. There was there was a kid on Married with Children too that just like went upstairs because I, I know there was a kid there was a yeah. there was a there was a, a daughter on 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 uh, Family Matters that that disappeared after season two, never to be seen again. 
well, there was a kid on Married to Children that supposedly just walked upstairs and never came back. It might have been wow. Peg's mom that ate her, ate the kid. I, I, I don't know. Uh, oh my possible. gosh! Yeah, it, it, it. There's a lot. You know, what do you do? I mean, I, you, I don't know. Uh, Pam has a baby, right? Like that's what you do. Yeah, yeah. This is this is what happens. Uh, it, it still happens. Uh, you, you bring a kid in. And it's interesting. So let me back up a little bit before we get too lost. Oh, yeah. Uh, no. And first off, yeah. Back this bus up. Let's back this bus off. I mean, first off, uh, our our great friends and hosts over at the Spoilerverse recently did an interview with Marv Wolfman, and they were nice enough to give us a little uh, clip for our podcast today. So big shout out to Spoilerverse. Woo, and yeah. And at the time, looking back, you know, Marv Wolfman – was a huge deal at DC Comics. So you basically had uh, four or two major creators, I should say. There were four, but I'm going to talk about two right now. We're going to talk about Marv Wolfman and George Perez, who unfortunately Mm -hmm. we don't see much of. Uh, But Marv Wolfman and George Perez uh, were so successful that they actually did the Crisis series. And so we are right around that time. And Marv Wolfman was a little burnt out through that. But let, let me ask you a, a couple of quick questions. So what yeah. was the best-selling DC title in 1981, 82, and 83? Um, let's see. Well, I mean, we kind of, you, you kind of, uh, I would say it would have to be, it had to be something that revolves around superheroes, uh, uh, Justice League. Um, Justice League's uh, not even close, sir. Okay. Not even close. Uh, not even close. Uh, would it be uh, Would it be the guy that dresses like a bat? That guy? Uh, amazingly, Batman had not hit his stride yet, so we've got uh, a couple okay. of years uh, uh, until we get uh, Frank Miller writing Batman and and the Killing uh, Joke sure and too. things that thrust um, made Batman in every DC comic. So nope, not yet. Uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, She's got to be Wonder Wonder Woman was. Uh, well, we know what happens to Wonder Woman in Crisis, so probably oh. not killing off a best-selling character. Okay, okay. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll garner one more guess, but it probably is not right then. Okay, so if it's not Batman, it's not Wonder Woman. Uh, it, it's Justice League really hasn't hasn't formed up. It's got then why not the Superman? It's got to be Superman. And it, it was not Superman. So there what? was a comic Superman adjacent that was number two. So the the number one best selling comic book is is unfortunately this was eighty one eighty two eighty three and we're reading one from nineteen eighty six, but the was the New Teen Titans and the oh. number two best selling book was actually the Legion of Superheroes in okay. eighty two and eighty three, and so your top two selling books are teen adjacent I guess or should we call them early twenties heroes with okay. drama. And uh, really, the X-Men was taking off over at Marvel as well. So you had uh, three major group books that were leading in sales for companies. Mm-hmm. It was a very Teen interesting teams. time. And, yeah. and you think uh, it's not Batman leading the book, but before Robin became Nightwing, it was Robin oh, leading a yeah. book that was the top selling book at DC. So we've got a sidekick and a whole group of what were sidekicks uh, that came out of the '60s, yeah. Book called the Teen Titans, of course, not the New Teen Titans. And how much of the joke, too, sort of in comics or anything, 
uh, wrestling, especially when you see yeah. the word the new in front of something and that's going to be a horrible carbon copy. Oh yeah. Cause I mean, it's just like, is this, is, is this the, uh, the, the ditto machine, uh, for those who, who remember the purple hands, uh, when you got in trouble in elementary school, the ditto machine <laughs> kicking out something that is not as good as the original, uh, or, or, uh, for someone, uh, a, a little more younger, uh, the Xerox copy that just slightly doesn't have enough toner, uh, to, to, to make that same copy. Yeah, and and like I said, it that's probably more related to as this book went forward, uh, it sort of became a copy of a copy of a copy, but not when they did the book initially. Uh, oh, okay. Great brown, groundbreaking stuff in the book. We have some stuff that doesn't hold up well over time. I'm not going to highlight that today, but it's uh, the book where Robin becomes Nightwing. We have a lot of different things going on. You get uh, Wonder Girl's transformation, uh, well into donna troy and then uh, troy uh but let's not talk about that either uh <laughs> cyborg uh you have beast boy becoming changeling so beast boy leaves the doom patrol comes with the titans and of course you have uh deathstroke the terminator and without deathstroke the terminator we don't have the clone of deathstroke the terminator over at marvel comics yes who talks to you on tv and movies and stuff so yeah <laughs> and but unfortunately, this was I Wait, think your analogy is great. This book's from 86. Uh, New yeah. Teen Titans, volume two, annual three creative team of Marv Wolfman, writer Michael uh -huh. Collins, penciler, who uh, a British penciler who I really do appreciate. Uh, the problem is when you're following George Perez, it's really tough. But I am going to give a shout out to Michael Collins art. It's not George Perez, but he has a sort certain style to him. Uh and I think some of the folks that follow George Perez later, too, which I'm sure will pick up some of those books, uh, had great long careers uh, if they mimic George Perez's style, sort of. Uh, but Collins doesn't try to do that. It is very unique style. Excuse me, Romeo, if I say your last name wrong, but Romeo Tangal, or Inker, and Alberto de Guzman, letterer, and Adrian Roy on colors. So any guess why I picked this one? I, mm, I don't know why... Uh, hmm. Any guesses? Any guess? Why? Why would you pick this one? Uh, I. You know, it's your favorite book. Is yeah. it? Is it one of your favorite books? You I like thought, that? You... I, I thought maybe we should do an oh. episode on least favorite characters. Oh. You don't like. You don't. You don't like Nightwing. Yeah, no, well, I'm fine with Nightwing and DC's the done something with him that made him popular again, but I, I'll never forgive DC for making Dick Grayson come out of the suit and say he was Dick Grayson, but it, that's fine. Uh, I would say whether I was 12 uh, or 25 yeah, or 45, I will never yeah. like Danny Chase ever. And I don't really like the villain either but i'm sorry this is a really long story man i apologize it's a okay pages. is it because you are did the the character danny chase reminds you of you as a kid um oh, zing! i didn't have glasses i i know you didn't have glasses but uh there's a slight resemblance. I 
maybe are you saying that long curly red locks maybe or something yeah well you know that mop on the head yeah maybe <laughs> maybe the when name. i was like 12 sure <laughs> or three 12 or three yeah or, or, or 19 but yeah 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 <laughs> but definitely not when i was reading this book not so, when you're reading. okay fair enough fair enough i like i said i think the cover is really neat let's start there so we've got yeah. a woman with a giant ponytail who is apparently godiva i hope because there's the name is printed on the side uh standing over and it looks like all the titans are fighting each other while she's being filmed and it, it, it is a really stunning cover i really like the shading and the highlighting from michael collins so really great cover artist here it does it does look really really neat it's got that the the cover itself looks like a poster that's the best way to describe it if, if someone were to take a look at this uh it, it looks very much like you could you you could blow this up and frame it. It's that, that nice. Yeah. And like, I think he was going for sort of like a glam movie poster feel, which makes yeah. sense with the characters. We'll find out in a couple minutes. Uh, and really, really like Michael Collins as a cover artist. And then I turned to the page. Uh, okay. Well, I was going to say even the tone, even the way that it's like laid out with the, the, the background images in the background, it has that eight. It very much feels very eighties. Right. You know? So, you're like, yeah, okay. Then you turn the page. Sorry. Hit it. Yep. Then we turn the page, and uh, 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 if you're reading this on, on DC Direct or Comixology, you won't see this. If you have the actual book in hand, you'll see an ad for Millennium and the Millennium Countdown Checklist. <laughs> uh, yeah. God. Um, <laughs> Millennium. Uh, that That's a whole nother podcast. It, um, it is. It really is. I, I, I will tell you, though, uh, I've been reading some Silver Age Hawk and Dove lately, uh -huh. and we may be getting into that soon. Okay. And uh, Millennium it. was not good for Hawk and Dove. No. So, well, with that. So, <laughs> back into it. Uh, if we're looking at... So, the first three pages, uh, basically, we've got Godiva up front, and... She's standing over the Titans, and we have down in the corner introducing a floppy, red-headed little kid who likes to play with computers and stuff and has freckles, and I don't know why you're saying he was like me, uh, Danny <laughs> Chase. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, nothing like you at all. <laughs> yeah, nothing. And, and, uh, and so, to be clear, uh, just uh, one check-in on Godiva here. This is not the British Global Guardian Gone Wild with long hair that can capture people, even though the hair on the cover and on the first page might imply that. Um, this is a completely new character just designed for this book. So I do want to check in with this. This is not the Godiva you'll see later on. Uh, most recently, I believe, in one of the versions of Justice League. I think it was a new version of Justice League International uh, randomly showed up and flirted with Booster Gold a lot. So, uh -huh. But that was... Uh, more recent, so I don't want anybody to get confused there. You weren't that lucky to get that character. Shucks. Bummer. I know. And this Godiva was amazing. Uh, she was very popular. Uh, she showed up uh, in four total DC Comics issues. 
uh, two Titans issues and two issues of Wonder Woman. Really? I, I say this is a surprise because I am I, after reading this this book, I, I, I was like, well, I mean, I could see this character popping up again, but I just don't know how. <laughs> Yeah, well, made it into Wonder Woman. I mean, it makes sense uh, that yeah, Wonder oh, Woman totally. wouldn't uh, like Godiva. So, oh yeah, for I, sure. I could. It, it does fit. Maybe a better character that maybe should have started out in Wonder Woman. Uh, quite frankly, uh, could have. Could yeah. I mean, that this. I like where that conversation is going. Starts in Wonder Woman, then comes to take on that. Oh yes, and then comes here. Yeah. Okay. And so yeah. we have Godiva, Kim Kardashian, Trump, Material Girl, Madonna as the supervillain of the book. Mm-hmm. Godiva doesn't age well, and we'll talk a little bit about that. So when you're reading, just take note that Greg and I completely acknowledge that this character doesn't necessarily age that well. No, not at all. <laughs> not one bit. And as we go on to our next point, too, I think we have a, a, f- a couple pages introducing these basic characters. And in the book, I do want to cite, uh, I did get a couple of resources to p- point out. Uh, one, the American Comic Book Chronicles, the 80s, or the 1980s, from uh, Tomorrow's Publishing has been a great source for some of the Titans research. And mm. getting some research into, like, the numbers and what was selling, things like that. And Comic Collector Live, which I've used for years uh, to catalog my collection, that's where I got the Godiva listing of appearance. So a couple of sources for you if you want to dig in on your own. And we're going to go ahead and leave Chapter 1. We have Godiva. We have a kidnapping. uh, We have Danny Chase's parents getting kidnapped. And Danny Chase is looking at a pagoda? Um. Yeah, that's not. I I I I being being Japanese, I have a <laughs> I've I've got some. I don't know. It, it's more like a, a a castle. But hey, you know what? Hey, they 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 did their own thing. <laughs> yeah, I figured I'd get your thoughts on this one. I, um, I wasn't. I wasn't a, sure. A, there's a lot of there's 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 a lot of there's a lot of things like uh, just like hey this is it's we'll just throw in this Asian architecture it's it's supposed to, if they're in if they're in Japan it's not it's this is more a little more Chinese architecture than it is Japanese imperial architecture but that's okay I mean so it's, it's a comic book yeah I mean and that but that is something too. It's interesting as we get into this book, and we'll dig into this later. I they're trying to introduce a a biracial villain mm-hmm. and, and very empowered villain, and, and then yeah. I think you'd want to nail like the art behind that villain when you're going to do that. So yeah. I, I think it's an absolutely fair call out when you're trying to do something uh, progressive in a comic yeah. book in the '80s, and three pages in you're falling flat because you can't even get the art right around the the character. There's a lot of, there's, I mean, if this is supposed to be Fuji in the background and they're, they're at a temple or a, or an Imperial castle area and stuff like that, that's, that's near Fuji. Um, they could have, there's, there's a number of, of them and they could have gotten somebody that, uh, um, works in, uh, I, I know, uh, Currently, 
it's more it's more something that a lot of comic companies do currently uh, to make sure they nail it, get it right, and make sure that the readers uh, around the world are are getting the the proper uh, I want to say artwork and or you know context of whatever the either the images or the wording or whatever it is. So you know maybe they just didn't do that back then like they do now and i i i'm i'm leaving it up to that that's where i'm gonna leave it <laughs> yeah and that's maybe why. they do and maybe they don't and i think though when you're making this attempt with this character you probably would pay a little bit more attention to that and i yeah. think it's okay for us to be look through it through a critical lens and that because of what they're doing with the character yeah yeah oh definitely i mean like you said uh you got a multiracial character and um a uh, villain that you're you're trying to get out there to the reader and you want them to there's there's there, there's also there's some there's some notes there as well we'll get there <laughs> okay so let's jump ahead a little bit we leave chapter one uh with danny looking at that uh we'll call it abstract asian art building that is out of place somewhere near tokyo and we flip to chapter two with the Titans chasing Godiva, Godiva shoots Changeling, who is also Beast Boy, if you weren't reading back then. But he's Changeling now, and you don't call him Beast Boy because he's not Beast Boy. His name is Changeling, okay? Got it? Right. Got it. Okay. Whew. Ravens, uh, he gets shot by Godiva, who is now in New York, magically. Magically. In, uh, flying around, shooting people. Uh, we have Godiva. Raven saves Beast Boy with her empathy powers because that's what raven does and then cyborg goes to get godiva who is in her second or third outfit already uh she's driving a car she uses mind control powers on cyborg kisses him climbs up a ladder to a helicopter from her car and yeah. leaves even though she's clearly one yeah she's clearly one she's clearly i mean like she's decimated the team in, in one way, shape, or form. But, in uh, three pages. Yeah. Got it. Okay. So she Outfit. did what Deathstroke couldn't do in, like... Uh, a book. Ever. Ever, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, so, she, is, she is someone to not be trifled with. That's fair. A and another person who we would never underestimate the resourcefulness is Danny Chase, who somehow makes it from Tokyo to Washington, D.C. to show up at the Central Bureau of Investigation. Yes. Yes, uh, yes. Bursting yes. through the door and is demanding to sing King Faraday, who, if you read DC Comics, you know he's a famous super spy who's come through very different iterations. Uh, this is not King Faraday cast, so I won't get too far into King Faraday, but King Faraday <laughs> shows up often. Uh, Suicide Squad... And mm -hmm. among other books, Checkmate, Suicide Squad, things like that. Look for him around those books. I'm sure we will find we will we will have an episode or two that he, he'll pop back into at some point. Or we have. Oh my goodness, have we? We may have, but the uh, we've got Danny Chase. He shows up. He demands for some help. Demands help. He gets none, and then he goes to work. Tap 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 on that. TRS-80 Model 3, maybe? Yeah. He's got there. 
It's a nice, it's a nice looking box. I like it. it. No, it, yeah, the keyboard's not integrated, so it's not a TRS-80 yeah. Model 3. I think it may be an Apple II. Could be an Apple II. Could be an Definitely. Apple II. Well, we'll just yeah. leave it at that. It's got a uh, dual disk drive. Dual disk drive. That was I big mean, money sense. back it's in the government. Way. It's probably an Apple II. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that makes some sense. So we've got our Apple II there, and he's tap, 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 tapping away to try to find some folks, and we close with the Titans hanging out together. At their Titan Tower. Yes. All right. Being contacted by the tap, tap, tap computer. So uh, clearly it's amazing. Danny Chase dialed in. We got... Right? And then he hooked up with the Titans through a bulletin board service that he called in and then found Robin, I mean Nightwing, and then magically got hooked into their computer, right? Is all good. That's how it worked. He's like Ferris Bueller in Ferris Bueller's Day Off getting his grades changed what i'm confused by and his whole entire talk with king faraday is that like you know his parents were captured his parents are agents and he's an agent are they that bad that they could get captured by some new no-name godiva crew and their well, that's motorcycle fair. i mean they they're they are maybe not really good super agents uh okay. maybe okay. king faraday's kind of an asshole for not rescuing <sighs> danny's parents expendable they knew what they're getting into right uh he sounds like another suicide squad leader character yeah yeah well kind of yeah Yeah. so well anyway Anyway. i was gonna ask you what you thought so far but it's pretty clear (laughs) what i thought so far i mean dude i i i'm thoroughly enjoying okay you want to know what i think so far there's a lot of things that I totally enjoy. The action is really good. Everything is really, really just moving and stuff like that. I did have a, like, I keep going back though. I keep wondering, uh, like, did Godiva fall out of the Archie, out of Riverdale? Cause she looks like she should be dating, going after Archie and, and they're fighting off, uh, Veronica <laughs> and Betty, <laughs> Because she 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 looks like a she looks like she's straight out of Riverdale. Okay, well, and I, I'm gonna start a tally right now because okay. right now we're yeah. at counting to cover one, yeah, two, three, four, uh huh, five. We're, we're yeah. at five Godiva outfits. Yeah, yeah, five Godiva outfits. Okay, so we will we'll we'll continue to count. Our Godiva outfits. Good on artist Michael Collins for being so creative with all the Godiva oh, outfits. They are great outfits. Like, I mean, she is, like I said, Glamazon. She is, she is very glamorous. She's very amazing uh, looking. Her outfits, they're very stunning. And if you were to, if you were to have these um, in real life, I'll bet you they would cost a pretty penny. And that's why she's doing bad crimes. Yep. She needs she needs outfit money. <laughs> <laughs> she needs money for outfits and bad castles. And ba- oh yeah, bad castles. And they don't stop there, folks. <laughs> well, we get in. Uh, chapter three starts with the Titans meeting Danny Chase in going to France and meeting Danny Chase in France because Danny Chase is resourceful enough to get from Tokyo. He didn't just have them come to Washington D.C. from New York because I- you know. Uh, he's the kid 
How does he do this, Dan? How, how does he do? He 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 made it to France. He's 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 a child. He got from Tokyo. When I was when I was Danny Chase's age, I couldn't do that kind of stuff. No, and, I mean I could. I mean I don't understand why you just couldn't hop on an airplane well, with your I, passport. Okay, hold on. It was the eighties. It was the eighties. He could do whatever he wanted. They weren't checking things. He could just like hide himself in a bag, and you know, I mean it. Security was really low back then. That is for, possible. And and he does have the best outfit ever, like white t-shirt, you know, jacket, blue jeans. And white he shoes. Looks, he, he, he looks, looks like, like a superhero. Yeah. Well, no, he looks like everybody's little brother. He looks like the kid that got lost from the school group. So he could just like roll up on any school group that's like going somewhere. Hey, hold on. And everybody's like, oh, that's the that's that one kid that um eats the paste or something. That's probably um, how he got to Paris. That's a good call. Oh, that I bet you he's with the French teacher. Well, we're in yeah. Paris. Yeah, okay, we're and, in Paris. And all of a sudden, Danny Chase is surrounded by all the Titans. He's just like, hey, guys, what's up? <laughs> yeah, and, and just kind of give you... I, let's, let's take a step back and look at the Titans lineup. So I was kind of waxing on about the... Yes. The Titans, but this is a pretty standard uh, new Teen Titans lineup uh, from the early 80s. So we have Cyborg, Changeling, Slash Beast Boy, Jericho, Nightwing, Raven, Starfire, and Wonder Girl. Do you have any questions about any of those characters, Greg? Um, Who I they are, not. where they came from. You know them all. I've seen them all in books and in the cartoons. <laughs> yes, I watched the cartoons. I know. What's yeah, up. I mean, I would say Jericho is probably the the mo- the least known of the group. Uh, he, w- he, yeah, he was one that kind of like stumped me for a minute, and I was like, uh, I think the it? greatest thing in the world is is number one. Jericho's uh, sort of a, an interesting character. Uh, number one, a couple things about Jericho. I learned recently that that fans thought Jericho might be gay. So they had him date like the hottest woman ever in the comic book to make sure nobody thought he was gay. Oh, number okay. one. <laughs> uh, number two, he's the son of Deathstroke. If you aren't aware of that, if you're not aware, yes, yeah, he he becomes a Jericho becomes a big baddie later. So he he beces spoiler alert in uh, about twelve issues. He'll not be so nice. And then because uh, he's such a sweet boy. He is, and that was that was the whole thing. And 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 then lastly, uh, Chris Jericho liked Jericho, the lame character, as Chris Jericho says so much <laughs> that he named himself Chris Jericho after Jericho. Oh my gosh! See, and that's what I thought when I when I saw this guy. I was like, "That's where Jericho comes from," because he's. It is- it is so absolutely star. where it comes from, and it's amazing that he'll admit it. That and that's great. I love that. I love that. There were a few fluctuations on the team. Uh, Wally West uh, became the Flash out of Crisis, so he they had split him off from the team a little while. The Kid Flash, and then mm-hmm. uh, he sort of disappeared off. Uh, you also have another character that, named Lilith that comes in and out of the team periodically as well. Uh, that's about it. Pretty standard lineup. You're about to get a whole bunch of new characters if you keep reading over the next uh, 12 to 24 issues. And Ooh. there's some massive changes as Marv Wolfman sort of tries to recapture the magic 
uh, of the team. And Danny Chase is one of the first attempts to really try to do that. Well, I mean, he, he's the everyman character and every kid character, if you if you think about it. I mean, look at this guy. In this picture, on this panel, on this page, you got all the Teen Titans standing around and surrounding Danny Chase. And he's just like, what's up? And just looks like the guy that's going to sell you grit so he can get an RC car or a cool sleeping bag or a fishing a fishing wand. I said a fishing wand. <laughs> oh, my God. A fishing reel. Oh, man. I'm thinking he looks like Ron Weasley. <laughs> yeah, he, he kind of does. And uh, fishing Danny, wand. like I said, Danny from the Partridge family. Yeah. Um, you've got it's it's so stereotypical or the 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 kid from salute your shorts right i'm yeah, trying to remember yeah. his name uh his real name but yeah. the uh the yeah that was in the terminator <laughs> yeah on the back of the motorcycle that kid oh yeah he was yeah yeah, yeah the best friend so, i'm saying uh, a lot here because i'm really trying to find nice things to say about danny chase it's Let's, hard. I, it's okay, it's, dude. You don't have to say so, anything nice about him. You don't like this kid. You don't. Well, the thing you, is, right? I when you like start him. out, he he's supposed to be an amazing secret agent, right? And and he's not. Mark Wolfman <laughs> supposedly loves his character. Well, apparently he is because he can get around the world uh, with all by himself. But then he tries to bluff the Teen Titans, and he can't act. Like Wonder Girl calls him out immediately. She's like, "What? What? No, I can tell you're faking it." Yeah, uh, he's not particularly good at what he does, and right, yeah, and but the Titans say, okay, well, we'll go hunt down Godiva, and he tricks them into taking him with them. So cool. And yeah. if we flip the page, just as a side note, uh, I do want to highlight something very important. We have another Godiva outfit change. So that is outfit change number six. What? And uh, she oh uses gosh. her mind control powers to get Danny's parents to fight the, each other. And she murders somebody for smoking a cigarette. Okay. You know what? I'm thinking, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Hold on. I, I'm. It's all coming together now. I'm so sorry for what I said earlier. Her, her pagoda castle um, is now making sense. Somewhere in the Swiss Alps, it's the same pagoda looking castle that was in Japan. I'm going to step back for a second. I apologize to the listeners. I'm a bad reader. You know why she's in this pagoda castle that would, did not fit in the Japanese mountainsides? I'll tell you why. You know why she's going from place to place in this? And she's got these ugly castles all around the world. It's I the mean, same it's not freaking. It's the same freaking castle, Dan. Okay. I mean, that's that's fair because... It's certainly not explained in the story. So, any explanation? It's gotta be. You can it's give gotta me. be. It's gotta be. It's just, it's it, it's gotta be. The, it's somebody somebody write in and tell me tell me if you know. But it looks like she's got a like a like a TARDIS castle that just goes from place to place. I mean, this thing it's it's gotta be. The, I mean, the, you would have to pay a million dollars to some builder just to like even even decide to build some ugly thing like this everywhere. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, I mean, it's fair. I mean, yeah, she does note that the, the Surgeon General uh, didn't agree with her. So C. Everett Coop did not hire her to shoot people that smoke cigarettes. Yeah. And we move on to the Talking Titans here talking. And, and that's where 
they also, try to leave and go get Godiva, and Danny Chase somehow keeps ending up by them. Like, I, he won't go away. Like, he's like... He just keeps arriving. He just keeps I, showing up. Boom, boom, and, boom. And he's really happy about it. Uh, Nightwing, not so much. Uh, but hey, you know, it's cool. And uh, costume change. That's uh, outfit number seven. For Godiva? Uh, for Godiva. Oh, my gosh. Wait, she lost the boots with the fur? Okay, yep. everyone. She had the boots with the fur back at the Ugly Castle. Um, also, uh, is this another cameraman? How many cameramen does she have? Well, she, she has, has a, a lot of... Does she have a cameraman for every outfit? I think she might. Well, she keeps killing people around her that don't do what she wants. So oh, it's man. possible. So, so wait, she's so she she kills you if you smoke, but she wants to feed you Brussels sprouts and sprouts and broccoli and other stuff like that and take care of you. But then she's oh man, she's like good bad. She she cares about your health, and she wants to take your wealth, and she acts with a lot of stealth i don't know that's a lot of stuff but those boots are right. pretty cool they or, got a lot of buttons or, on them or she cares about your health so much that she doesn't want you to shoot to smoke cigarettes but she'll shoot you it's sort of like caring about some life and then not wearing a mask right oh timely i like it that is dead on 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 point very oh yeah. she's talking about star wars this is very timely for the eighties. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, she's all about she's all about everything. I mean, this is again uh, good on Marv, I guess, for for tying the character into what was going on. Yeah, uh, I mean, she's really connected. She wants to be part of. She wants to be videotaped. She wants to. She's if she was like you said, if she was in today's, she would have a TikTok and Instagram. Uh, she would be on YouTube. She'd have a YouTube channel. She'd be streaming all this. Like it'd be like she'd, she'd have her just, own cosmetic line. Oh yeah, she would. Like you know, um, it would just be insanity. Right. Like I mean, didn't the now correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't like in current events, didn't yes. like the Kardashians just sell all their? Was it Kardashians or was it? Uh, one somebody of the Kardashians- sold all their cosmetics lines to to. They bought them in order. I'm I'm not I'm not 100 percent positive because I'm not like really into all that stuff. But I know that one of the Kardashian sisters, uh, there was a whole scandal that she wasn't worth as much as she was putting out there because of her cosmetic line. So I'm imagining she had to sell some of that stuff off. But I, I again that we could be corrected on that. I I just it may not have um, been Kardashians, but there were two uh, fairly famous folks that just sold sisters that just sold their cosmetics lines to the group that owns, I think, Revlon. So, was it the sisters that used to be on that one show about the the um, the house that was totally full all the time? No, these sisters oh. each had their own cosmetic lines, and then oh. they were jealous because one sold theirs for more than the other, and so I don't know. Oh, okay. I, I mean. It, you know, millions of dollars exchanging hands. I'm not seeing any of it. It has cosmetics. I, uh, it, it happened, heard about it and totally fits how interested I would be in this character if they were in yeah. real life today. Yeah. And I, I could imagine that, um, yeah, she would have a, she'd have a cosmetic line. She'd have a clothing line. She would have all those, all those social media formats on lock and, and social media people. And she'd be killing them left and right as well. 
and just new ones would be popping up, but she'd just be getting them out of college. Well, we turned the page and now we're in Switzerland uh, from France that the Titans break through a wall. Uh, All all of a sudden there are Danny Chase's parents are there. Oh God, Changeling changed into a lion. Oh, he's just sitting on him. Yep, that's just uh, on top of all three of those dudes. Just I'm having a little Titan season one flashback right now. Uh, I not a yeah okay. We're we're changing pages, and now we're into Mm -hmm. chapter four, outfit (laughs) number eight. Uh, Listeners, please uh, message us if I'm getting the outfit count wrong. Uh, If I missed one, uh, do chime in on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, Greg, and we are at yeah. Oh, we are at, uh, oh man, I almost said the other, uh, we're, we're funny book forensics funny, or are we funny book forensics? I'm really for, bad at, at advertising. It, it's stuff. funny book four and six, funny book four and six on Twitter and Instagram because yes. Twitter and Instagram, you know, just have this thing about not letting us have all the character count we wanted. And stuff. We are Funny Book Forensics on Facebook. But if you look for at Funny Book Foren- 4N6 on Twitter Four. and Instagram, all letter find N there. 6. 4, yeah. Letter 4N6. So it sounds like the word Forensics. 4N6. Got it? Funny Got Book it. number 4N6. All right. Moving so, on. I am this the outfit worst. is amazing. Yeah, yeah the Look outfit is amazing. Outfit. <laughs> continue my worst social media promotion ever. I would have been shot by Godiva for not promoting her adequately. Yes. So, yeah, uh, I, would, I would be off the yeah. podcast. It might run better that way. So now we, uh, <laughs> we're we getting into uh, chapter four here. And at any rate, uh, we move forward. Uh, Godiva takes out Danny Chase and stuff. Oh, wait. Sorry, I missed an outfit. Yeah. Outfit number nine. Yeah, We're out she of changes the midway through the battle. Yep. And she changes in the middle of the battle. Uh, Titans yell Titans together. I don't want to miss that. It's uh, almost Godiva. like a wrestler, though. I gotta say, she's like, if Godiva, if 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 Godiva wanted to ever switch and go from like being a a, a baddie villain, she could like become like a wrestler because like this whole this whole battle thing. She's like, oh, it's a battle! Boom! And she just like, yeah. Well, no, she's uh, Bianca Belair. Uh, the wrestler clearly has the same look as Godiva. She may have taken it right from her. For all we know, Bianca Belair read this book right here and copied her whole look because I know Bianca Belair probably doesn't even know that New Teen Titans Volume 2 Annual 3 existed, but I'm going to say that she totally stole the look from here. Yes. It's it's uncanny how the the look is is very, very similar. And, and apparently she has a thing for Cyborg because she mind controls him again. Then Danny Chase tells her to stop it and she hits him hard enough to knock him down. And of course, she knocked his glasses off. Which, oh, yeah. Glasses I are mean, expensive. 
Well, that also just makes her a baddie of baddie, right? Like she hit somebody with glasses and a kid nonetheless, and she knocks the kid's glasses off. If I cared about Danny Chase, if like he had been built up in this comic in any way, besides a smart aleck little punk brat kid that I actually cared about, I'd be really upset right now. Uh, I okay. Don't even I. Uh, this is the the hardest part, and I I don't know if I should reserve this for after we're done with the book or or now. No, I'll I'll I'll, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. Okay. So <laughs> apparently, there's there's something really important Greg has to share later in a world where Danny Chase is hit by Godiva. Greg has an important announcement. Stay tuned. His glasses look Funny busted. Forensics. Well, they do because they're held together by like one tiny piece of wire. Um, also, like his parents are like secret agents and stuff, and they can't get him like better glasses than this. Like the glasses cover like his hair. Danny, like, it, Danny Chase looks like a, a mixture of if Ron Weasley and Harry Potter had a child. That would be interesting. Uh, I think I saw that movie, Kill Your Darlings. So <laughs> now we are into a space shuttle leaving with something and Godiva wants it and it's got a it's got a a satellite on it or she wants it or she's blowing it up or you know i've forgotten by this point in the story i'm not even sure yeah i mean she's got a master plan she has a new outfit that's the important thing right now new outfit She's mind-controlling Cyborg. Danny Chase tries to stop it. And then we get Danny Chase, uh, who had no powers yet that we saw, now using some sort of beams from his hand. Well, first off, he looks like he's going to take a poop. I mean, I'm not going to lie. He does. He's like, whoa! He's like, my mom and dad made me promise. Yeah. (laughs) I, I wouldn't tell anybody uh, who, you know, I, I actually, I, I, audience, just so you get to see a little insight. I don't have any of this. I'm about to say in the show notes, uh, Greg, who yeah. was the major DC comics character whose family told her not to show herself to the public in the, the major Silver age? Mm. Oh man. I, I don't, I major DC. Uh, I don't know. So it was Supergirl. So originally, and then they made a big deal about Supergirl's appearance. So she sort of backed Superman up for a long time. She lived in an orphanage and and then she got adopted. And and that's where you have like uh, Linda Lee and Linda Danvers and and all this stuff going on. Of course, on the TV show, it's Kara Danvers. But in the last season, not the current season, there was actually a Linda Lee appearance, which made me just made my little nerd heart you know palpitate for a second because i was like oh linda lee oh that was supergirl's original identity that's so exciting because i'm a giant nerd uh (laughs) but yeah it it just seems sort of trite like this whole out of nowhere like i promised my parents i wouldn't show anybody and now i'm supposed to like care about this and then he saves the shuttle and Raven confirms that he's speaking the truth and everything. And it's, Oh God. Okay. Yeah. I I mean, it, it happened. 
Uh, sure. Danny Chase is amazing. There, uh, okay, I can't hold it back. I can't hold it back anymore. There's so much that happens in this one book. This is this is like, it, it, and this is that giant book. But this should yeah. have been like a two book event, at least. <laughs> at least, because, like you said, you don't you don't care about Danny Chase at all. Like, and and we need to like have some investment into this kid. Everything happens so quick. Like we don't even care about his parents. Like, oh yeah, oh hey, kid's parent, dude's parents got stolen by some, you know, like some lady who wants to like do something bad. What is the thing that she wants to do bad? Feed you Brussels sprouts, make you not smoke. Those all seem like good things, right? I mean, she's health conscious, and you know, she wants to change into like great outfits and everything. But then uh, also, she wants to blow up a space shuttle, which you know, uh, timely. For the eighties, yeah. Uh, um, oh, I know. I yeah, mean, this is uh, like that. Okay, if I was uh, a kid reading this book at that time, I would have like, like it would have. It was that's too soon. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, um, yeah. Oof. So. I, I'll have to check the cover dates. The shuttle explosion was January 28th, 1986. Uh, um, this book came out in 86. Yeah. I mean, like for, for a majority of us, we, and, and those listening that are, Let me be in clear, our bracket, the book's cover date is 86. Sorry to talk over you. Yeah, uh, That's all right. But, but for those listening that are in the, in the Dan and Greg age bracket, um, y'all got to watch firsthand a shuttle explode in the classroom and that was traumatizing uh for those who who grew up after that you you saw it on youtube and uh for us that wasn't normal you didn't see that kind of stuff i mean yeah we live in a day and age where all sorts of horrific things are just like shown on the news nowadays uh that was a huge pivotal pivotal event for classrooms around the world. Yeah. And, and I think too, you sort of, you've jumped into this as well. Danny sweats pants. We find out that he has telekinetic powers that he inherited from his grandpa. Yeah. Who worked in world war two on the Manhattan project, of course. Right. Because like, again, now we have the challenger, we have nuclear power, we have, yeah bombing of Hiroshima, um, which all things tie together. Right. And, and that's, you know, you, but you're bringing this together, right? Because there's a lot of traumatic events here. They're just sort of being glossed yeah. over. Yeah, yeah. Additionally, picking on Marv for a second, you know, I loved Marv Wolfman stuff when I was a kid. So, and we're going to yeah, get same, a clip from Marv here. later. And, the thing, I the think problem that's with so this, tr- that's what's so troubling about me reading this as an adult now. <laughs> And that and it's also really troubling because the 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 reason Titans and Legion were at the top two best selling books was not just that you threw threw up a bunch of superhero story all over the page, but it was the subplots in the background, specifically Titans mm-hmm. with the again, this story doesn't hold up to now, but the Terra storyline, yeah. Nightwing's appearance, the the brother blood stuff to an extent. Oh yeah. Uh, and you had all these subplots going on in the background, and those subplots became plots later. 
Yeah. Like, there's no reason Danny couldn't have been introduced in subplots in the background or even five-page uh, epilogues in uh, mm-hmm. a few stories leading up to this, which is what Marv and George did so well. Yes. And Paul Levitz and Keith Giffen were doing over with Legion so well, mm-hmm. like epilogues yeah. upon epilogues. And, and and one of the jokes, at least with the Legion stories, was like, okay, they'll get around to that subplot eventually, and they usually did. Yeah. And, and the same t- thing with Titans. It's like, why is all this stuff going on in the background? Oh, they're going to touch it later. Yeah. And so when this just shows up out of nowhere and I'm supposed to care about this character who's quite frankly, just obnoxious too. I mean, he's sure. not. In. And so, yeah, well, and it brings us to uh, this. We talked about the cousin Oliver thing at the beginning to rescue yeah. shows. Yeah. Uh, in a Titans tower page, uh, which was in the Titans tower page of this issue, which was the letter column. Uh-huh. But Marv Wolfman wrote that he wanted to bring the team back into Teen Titans. And, and he says about Danny Chase, emotionally, he's a kid, a status which is needed in a group where already three members have pushed past fabled 20-year mark. Danny brings the team back into Teen Titans, and that won't hurt. I, I mean, I applaud the effort to make some changes here. Yeah. And to change things up. But readers had already rejected the smart mouth youth character, the Jason Todd Robin Mm-hmm. And, and vibe uh who was murdered in justice league like these characters and and if you're a flash fan vibe in the comics at the time was nothing like the vibe in the tv show uh vibe was an obnoxious teenager who gets murdered by amazo rough and jason todd was an obnoxious teenager that gets murdered by the joker i was gonna say by everyone that voted for it yeah, yeah, by everyone that voted for it. And, and now we have this. And uh, I, I mean, I, I get it. Uh, I'm just not sure. Um, I, I, I would say, like, you know, it, it, with the Teen Titans, you've got you've got older characters that have aged up and they they represent the leadership aspects and the ranks of, of you know, the, those who you look up to either in Teen Titans as uh as those as those leaders, or even as a reader, you know somebody that you want to aspire to, uh, whoever they are, they have attributes and stuff like that. And some of the characters could have that same type of you know that same type of thing that they're they're doing as well. Um, and and losing uh, you know or adding adding in this character, you're not. I don't know if that's necessarily the way that it's the way that it's done. And seeing it this way now, uh, through the eyes that I have, I, I feel frustrated because I like like you just said, it could be done in an, in a myriad of different ways that could push the story to be a little more open to that. It would be a little more natural. It would be a little more uh, as a reader, I could accept that and I could buy into this character. I could see this character develop over those five or six pages. Um, that I read prior in another book over time, um, you know, five or six epilogues or even in a subplot of another story here and there. And then finally, like when the payoff comes in this story, uh, be very excited to see them grow as part of the team, but to, to have them just dropped on me and have the teen Titans have to babysit this character and save their parents. And this, the most frustrating part is this, this guy has all this power and couldn't just like all of a sudden 
wallop everyone when his parents were getting hijacked? And well, he had to hide it from everyone, remember? Mm. Yeah, so... Yeah, not not the best storytelling to introduce the character. There could, and, have, there, there could have been there could have been a line, a throwaway a throwaway line during the dialogue exchange of the they're both sitting there being pulled up over in their in their matching outfits, dad and son, and the son is like, "Dad, let me," and then he's got an uh, ellipses, and then the dad is like, "No, not right now." And that would have like that would have fed the rest of the story, and I would have been okay with it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Dan. I'm sorry. Well, you don't have to apologize here. Uh, you weren't the only one, Greg. Readers <laughs> in the letter columns hated oh. Danny Chase. Uh, <laughs> Danny Chase didn't last too long as a character, but I think where you're going with this was what Marv Wolfman actually intended to do was yeah. to introduce this character into the group and develop the character over time. And if you're looking at the reason why the reasons Titans were so successful is in the Silver Age, this is what they were. They were Danny Chase in the Silver Age, right? Yeah. But the characters evolved over time. Oh, yeah. The readership evolved with those characters. And that's where Gar Logan, uh, Beast Boy Changeling, was sort of the little brother kid. And you're almost replacing that here. And the readership had sort of moved past that. So without yeah. a distinct introduction like you're talking about, it was going to be hard for the readership to accept Danny. It's interesting. Our friends over at Spoilerverse, mm -hmm. at Spoiler Country, they interviewed our for the Spoilerverse. Can I get this all right? The yeah, Spoiler uh, Country podcast in the Spoilerverse asked yes. Marv Wolfman about Danny Chase, and Marv Wolfman had this to say. See, I know the fans had a major problem with Danny. Um, Why? But. Give, they didn't give him the time to to, to develop. Right. They hated him. This was the beginning of just the the internet's hate or the a letter columnist's hate, where Danny was a good character. The problem was that I played him as a very nasty thirteen year old uh, and someone who didn't want to listen, who thought of the Titans the way the Titans probably thought of their own lead characters. He thought of them as bossing him around. He was a troublemaker. He didn't learn lessons. The whole thing was you watch him. Oh, my goal was you watch him over time and you see how the innate goodness of the Titans makes him realize he's been an idiot. Yeah. But <laughs> he's, a he's a young idiot. He's yeah. a young kid and to learn. And, when we, when George and I did the games graphic novel a couple of years back, finished up that, we, Danny sacrifices so much in that particular issue in, in that book that I started to get the fans saying, finally, Danny Chase is a decent character. Well, he always would have been. You just never let us get to that place. <laughs> you weren't patient to follow the growth of the growth of a character, uh, because after terror, I don't think they trusted us at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. I like Danny. I, I, if, is that uh, the – No, Jeff Johns is the person in charge up there. I'm sure he'll handle Danny correctly. But I hope uh, I hope they realize he is a character who is obnoxious. He's yeah. an obnoxious young teenager 
and he has to be put in his place, and he has to keep being put in his place, like all obnoxious young teenagers. But eventually, he would learn and become one of the most important of the characters. As you can see, yeah, Marv wanted the the readers to give Danny a chance to grow, and uh, apparently, Danny Chase has also been cast for the Titan series uh, for season okay. three. Well, so uh, we'll see if they can approach it differently on the silver screen. I, I would love to see that, and I'd love to see him, uh, you know, come back as a character uh, that that we can enjoy and revisit and and see differently, uh, and and. As, as someone who grew up with Marv and, and thoroughly enjoyed reading Marv, this is definitely, and we, have, we haven't even finished yet because I'm like, but this is one book as when, when you said you didn't like the character, uh, there's multiple aspects of this one book that have totally driven me to, to agree with you. And I'm, I'm sad because I really wanted to find something that I liked about it because I'm sad, Dan. Well, You've there is something to maybe in the future we'll we'll review the that outfits, the outfit we'll, changes. We'll get to the outfits in chapter five. I was gonna say before we turn the page okay. to outfit number ten, marking it off here. Uh, Marv Wolfman does mention a graphic novel called Games uh, that came out way in the two thousands, uh, yeah. drawn by George Perez. I do recommend that people pick it up. It does have a much better view of the character Danny Chase and. If you don't have a copy, Greg, I'll lend you mine. And uh, maybe we review that uh, in the near future. Uh, Because it does take a different bent on the character. So maybe you can forgive Marv a little bit uh, once you read that graphic. But it did not come out in this or the storylines. And and Danny wasn't long for the world. Uh, Yeah, he just wasn't long for the world after this. So spoiler alert, uh, Danny doesn't make it very long. (gasps) No. I know. Just like uh, but, some of the, but Phantasm <laughs> was such a better character for Danny Chase. Yeah. Uh, n- no. Yeah. Um, so okay, we turn the page. New scene, new outfit yeah. for Godiva. Yeah. Um, awesome. Uh, one of her workers is having a sandwich, and she blows him up for eating red meat. Well, yeah, because red meat is terribly delicious. Right. Clearly, she's not into the keto diet. Terrible for your arteries, I mean, and bad for the environment. Duh. We're going to go with bad for the environment. I'm going to ignore you on terrible for the arteries and just remember that the food pyramid killed millions of people. But but besides me getting into diets and and exercise and health, uh, yeah, this seems a little extreme. I mean, maybe people can appreciate the cigarette thing, but shooting somebody for having a sandwich seems a little crazy. True, true. And this is, I think, I want to say, like, video guy um, number the five. Different sure. Camera and, yeah. And, and, and good for her. She needs she needs all the coverage here, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Blow, blowing up somebody for, for snacking on a sandwich. Yeah. That's cool. I mean, personally, I would blow up somebody for eating the bread uh, as carbs more than I would for eating the red meat. But, you know, let's let's get our priorities straight. Fair, fair enough. See, and you thought it couldn't get any darker. Couldn't so get any darker. we get here and um, the Titans uh, travel from Switzerland to East Africa to find Deathstroke for a page. What? Surprise. Yeah, surprise. And Deathstroke loves his son. Yeah, because he's a he good suddenly, dad. He suddenly 
we're gonna call him Uncle Deathstroke or Daddy Deathstroke. Daddy Deathstroke sounds a little weird, especially when he's shirtless. So, <laughs> Daddy Deathstroke. <laughs> I, I don't know if I want to imagine Daddy Deathstroke here. Uh, that seems a little awkward with a lot of teenagers hanging around. Yeah, that um, is kind of that is. Yeah, let's let's. Uh, Let's, let's move away from that. We've got, uh, we'll call him Uncle Deathstroke. He seems, he seems uh, friendly. Uh, this was a trope for the yeah. time. Uh, in the early 80s, of course, Magneto became all friendly and nice and tried to lead the X-Men for a while. Yeah. I, I don't know what the deal was with uh, Silverhand characters did the becoming good guys, but... Darth Vader did the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sure. I mean, it, it, again, um, for that page, we'll forgive Marv because we don't have the context of reading the whole series up to this point. I can tell you that some of that made sense with this page. So, uh, we'll forgive him a little bit there. Um, but now Godiva is an outfit number. That's a new one, right? Yeah. This is a new outfit. Yeah. Now that first outfit looked nice for the South Pacific. This one looks really hot. But for the South Pacific, but it does have some amazing shoulder pads. Yes. And well, she's addressing a whole entire crowd of people from around the world. She needs to look the part. And, um, you know, she's she, she has to be fierce. She's a fierce woman. And and clearly we're going to have every racist dictator stereotype in the crowd here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll just gloss over that. Yeah, well, um, I mean, they're all there. They're all there. Yeah, one. if you want to look up every evil wrestling character from the seventies and eighties, they're right there. Okay, all right there. So we will turn the page. Uh, there's more fighting. Uh, Godiva is trying to blow stuff up. Uh, people are trying to give her money for a satellite or something. Well, yeah. no, she's 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 got a whole entire plan. She's gonna make you feel bad. She's gonna hit you where it hurts. She's gonna get you to buy back your your um you know buy back your your goodness and and, and graces and stuff like that. And then she's gonna she's gonna murder you. That's you know that's her whole thing. That's you know she 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 doesn't need you. She's got your money. And in Danny Chase's best line of the comic, he looks at Godiva and says, "You're really that crazy, aren't you?" because we couldn't figure that out as the reader up to this point. And so now we have the shuttle going on again. One of them is reward. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. I said murder. She's not a murderer. Only if you smoke or you don't eat your Brussels sprouts or you eat your red meats. If you're a bad guy, you get turned into the cops. Yeah. Well, her camera person gets captured and (gasps) uh, by the Titans because she won't help him. And the shuttle is going off. And and here's one of the things I'll say about the book, too. Uh, Danny looks like he's going to poop again. And yeah. the the uh, one of the criticisms I have about this book, too, you were talking about this being in one story. And we basically it's like basically we have uh, what we call this uh, episode four and episode seven. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have the same story happening again. Uh, yeah. he's now going to stop the shuttle again, right? Like, it, it, he just did that, right? We, we, we just saw that. I, I don't need to see it again to, to know that he can do that. But he's going to do it this time. And this time it's even worse because it's going to blow up. Right. Well, good news. Starfire goes and gets him, and Danny's Oof. a true hero. 
and but he's he didn't get the poop he didn't Dude, that panel that's a good poo panel face that's, that's a poo fair. face that i mean he's got his teeth gritted he's got the sweats the heavy sweats it's almost like he ate two bags of back-to-back jerky on a road trip wash it down with a soda and there is no bathroom in sight and he is he's well get away i can't hold it much longer that is the best piece of dialogue sorry yeah it is and (laughs) you accompany marv wolfman quoting ralph waldo emerson saying a hero is no braver than the ordinary man but he is braver five minutes longer Mm -hmm. to illustrate the greatness of danny chase just to drive home the fact that Danny Chase is being pushed to the top like every terrible wrestler that had muscles that Vince McMahon tried to push in the 80s. Do you remember the warlord? Are you saying that they push the 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 people that they want to the top to make you want to like them? By yes. giving them an action or an activity that makes them seem bigger and better. But then sometimes it backfires and the audience or the reader doesn't buy into the push. And then they start booing or writing terrible letters in the letter columns about the character because they don't like him because he's been pushed too hard down your throat uh, to start the story. Story with no backstory and I don't care uh, about Danny Chase. I gotcha. I gotcha. And then we page turn. Yeah, and Godiva has outfit number 11. And that same place is in the same in a different place. So I'm imagining no, that there's she, a mountain behind it. It's a, it's a, no, it's a, but it's in Scotland it's now. In Scotland. And I don't what think there's the big, I don't think there's big big mountains in Scotland. Readers, I mean listeners, tell us what you know. So I'm I'm, I'm imagining because those are the, the Scottish Highlands. I saw those in Highlander. The, dude, that mountain that that Highland looks too high. Well, I too thought high. the Highlands in Highlander looked too high, but you know that's okay. Uh, so uh, there can only be one, dude. Anyways, yeah. Well, being, clearly I because it, I I'm assuming that this thing travels with her wherever she wants to go. So epilogue number one, it looks like an acting coach is about to get murdered. Sweet. Uh, now we're on to, by the way, um, oh, you know, yeah. our, before we turn the page, um, if this had been our drama teacher from from high school, yes, I would have been very happy with this fate. I'm just going to leave it at that. That's what, yeah. I mean, she she's going to, yeah, I'm imagining she he's a smoking He's smoking. She's he's gonna... smoking, and he's telling her she's wrong. And yeah, oh yeah, all the things. All and, the things. And, and and let's face it, our drama teacher from high school was like the world's worst human being in the world. So bad news bears. Yeah, I mean, it seems to fit. Okay, yeah. and since the rest of you don't know our drama teacher from high school, we will go to the next epilogue. And we are on. Everybody is happy at Titan's Tower, out on in the middle of New York. Hooray! Hooray! We're all back home. Oh, Danny. Oh, I don't really want to be a Titan. Oh, no. Ah, shucks. Uh, the joke's on you guys. I'll join. Hooray. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. 
Uh, Danny Chase is going to join the Titans. I can't wait to read more about Danny Chase. Unless he wants to stay with his cousins or his uncle. But no, he's going to be a Titan. Uh, He tells them, I don't know if you guys can pull your weight. I hate Danny Chase, Greg, so much. That cheesy, cheesy Danny Chase face. Yeah, that, they, now that is a Dan Dan me face, right? But but I that is my cheesy grin. I, I won't deny that. I also didn't get pushed down your throat in the middle of a comic book story, and I wasn't that obnoxious until I was 19. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just... Ugh. All right, so we... You said what you do differently, and I, I think it's a good point. Introducing Danny slowly, building him up as a character, making us care about him. Yeah. It. Yeah, I mean, and it does sort of have to like that. I don't know. It's just the feeling that like there's just nothing for me to grab onto with the character. I and it, he doesn't have. He doesn't. There's no. There's no like buy-in. Like why? Why? Do, I mean just outside of the fact that his parents are stolen and no one wants to help him. I mean, these are things that you should care about. And yes, you should. But at the same point, over that short amount of time, it's a lot of short amount of time for, for this whole group of folks that doesn't seem to really want to help him out to begin with, to, to be turned by him. Turn yeah, his parents to also her. have the most awkward hugs. I just oh, want to yeah, toss totally. that out there. Yeah. Um, his dad has sort of a race Bannon vibe. But yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. I don't know. Okay, so, well, good news, everybody. We are proudly here at Funny Book Forensics to have promoting... Oh! Oh, hell yes. What? Shadow Annual 1. Yeah. Oh, nice. With Joe Orlando. Oh. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. I, I, I'm out of it. We got a Millennium ad at the front, but I got a Shadow Annual 1 ad here flipping the page. Okay, yes. and and we get the, of course, if you're reading the actual comic, you get the Titan's Tower. I do recommend reading through Marv's explanation of yeah. both Godiva and Danny Chase. It's worth a quick read. Uh, and then on the back, I get Underworld, which I, by Robert Lauren Fleming that I didn't read. And uh, I need to go back and grab that. Uh, Robert Lauren Fleming also wrote the Eclipso series and a couple other things, if you are not familiar. It's a, and then it's we a get, short short series so it's something that we could we could actually like pick up read we don't have to go through every everything we could we could do a quick run on it or i could i could stab my eyes out reading the world of krypton written by john Byrne. oh yeah there you go uh, where superman never becomes superboy because superman's not superboy's not i doesn't ever leave gotcha and then, oh my God! And then Doc Savage with Denny O'Neill and Adam and Andy Hubert, which is, oh, and awesome. Den- Denny O'Neill, rest in peace, sir. Yeah. Um, but oh my, yeah. So you know, there's some ads for some really good short series comics in the back of here, but yeah, this comic was not a good one. Uh, <laughs> I so, also. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I would have really liked to also see the development of of Godiva because like, why do we care that she, I mean, outside of it? Yeah. There's why do we care? Why do I care? And you just don't see her again. Um, and it's, it's interesting too. If you, you look across the direct books 
uh, at this time, a lot of the annuals this year were sort of these one-off characters or one-off things where they'd introduce something. Yeah. I know in Legion, I please laugh uproariously, in the Legion of Superheroes annual this year, they introduced the new Legion of Substitute Heroes. Because, mm. yeah, if I was thinking what do comics need is the Legion of Substitute Heroes weren't a joke enough, but we need the new yeah. Legion of Substitute Heroes. Makes sense. Because it makes sense. And yeah. um, how many times do you think the new Legion of Substitute Heroes appeared after that annual? Uh, zero times. That'd be zero times. So Godiva actually made it in three more future issues than the new Legion of Substitute Heroes did. Which I, again, am blown away by, I, but I, I would have loved to see it in reverse. <laughs> or not re- not reverse, but you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I, I feel you here. Well, um, you know, so Danny's going to to show up in Titan Season 3. And uh-huh. I, so now I'm going to put you on the hot seat, Greg. Yes. Uh, you talked about how you would have introduced Danny differently or how you would have liked to see Marv introduce Danny differently. Okay. What would you do uh, yeah. to introduce this character into the Titans verse? What would I have done? Um, or, or now, what would you do now? So you've got the Titans TV show. Okay. I, I don't even know if you've watched it, but I can I give you a Yeah, and that's fine. But we basically have Dick Grayson running the show mm-hmm. uh, with various characters. And some of the characters are those 20-something characters that are going to flitter off the show. So very much like a DC show, right? We'll, we'll start out with a group, and we'll redefine that group for the next season. Then we'll redefine the group again. Mm-hmm. So if you've got Danny Chase. You know, he's got these powers. Uh, how would you introduce um, well, I mean, if it's, if it's anything like in current times and stuff like that, they're probably using social media and other things like that. Danny Chase would have a social media account. He'd be following, uh, he would be following whatever, uh, people are capturing, uh, the, the happenings of the, the Teen Titans and stuff. And I'm imagining that there's, there's people that are, you know, catching them and documenting their events and stuff like that. So he's seeing all the different stuff and he's following their activities and stuff like that, uh, as, as it's happening. And, and you see this kid kind of, uh, in the background following this and, and maybe showing up to different things either after they've, after, after they've happened and maybe around the time when they're starting and, uh, and, and I could see that happening like as, as that's in the season, like, you know, as he's becoming a character or not become becoming introduced, right. For like a, an episode or two. So just kind of like in, in the background, not necessarily, yeah, think, not, I not as that, somebody that's like that. there, just there, just kind of there. So you're saying you build him up. Yeah, build them up, Buttercup, because like I don't, I don't want to see them like I don't want to see an episode that's just like this. I want to see, like I said, um, you want to see like there's an excited kid that's like talking up, trying to tell his parents about Teen Titans, and and they're like, okay, that's cool, and it's just kind of like one of those one off, like, oh, okay, that's whatever, and then it goes, and then it's like a cutscene to the the next day, and it's like 
them doing whatever it is, yada, yada, yada. And it's just all Teen Titan stuff, you know, and this kid just kind of disappears. And then the next, like, you know, later on, uh, it's, it's that kid, like maybe near the end of the episode, he's, he's at the same scene where they had been doing something and he's just checking it out. Like, Oh wow. You know? Uh, and then as things kind of like progress and build up, then he's slowly, slowly interfacing, you know, like maybe trying to reach out to them or whatever. And then maybe you could have something similar, like, you know, where his parents have something traumatic happen and he's like oh my gosh i got to reach out to these people you could have an organic situation like that where he could have interactions with them online or or be talking in a forum and have that like like anyone that has ever been online you have interactions with people online on the internet and then you meet those people in the real world and you either are like oh my gosh this is the person i've talked to online I don't know how to interact or you could be just like this kid in this comic book and you're like, Oh, Hey, what's up? How are you guys doing? It's me, Danny. And I'm imagining that's who he is. And he would just be like, he would have these interactions with them in some forum or something like that, or, or feel like he could just like, you know, walk in and, and talk to them and not be too smug about it, but just at that point, you know, as he rolls in after three episodes of, you know, just kind of being in the background. Cause his, you know, that's, that's a teenage, that's a, that's how teenagers brains work. You know, they're just like, they're, they're very confident, right? They don't, they, they, they don't have that. You don't get that fear factor until you're like in your mid twenties. Like, Oh, I shouldn't be that way. And then you become super self-confident. You don't like to be in big settings and stuff like that for most people. I think that would live up to Marv's uh, vision for the character too, that he talked about in the, in the short clip we got from Spoilerverse, right? This idea of, of letting the character grow, build them up, and then you get to see how the character progresses over time. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And that teenager that now realizes that the world is a darker place than, than they did before because you'll yeah. see what the Titans see. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, he could have his powers and he could be like, Oh, I want to help. But and he could just be like, you could see this awkward kid on the edge of whatever situations happening and playing out. And the Titans are like taking care of business. And you could see that same kid that you saw like two episodes back and they're sitting there and they're like, oh, and they're looking with that anticipation or that, like that they're that fight or flight fear of like, Oh my gosh, you know, and, and that's just a normal reaction, but why are they, you know, why are they there? Um, well, they could just be like having like, you know, a cup of coffee with a friend at a, at a coffee shop or playing a video game at arcade or getting a comic book. But at the same point they're this, this, whatever's happening is happening. And they're like, Oh man, uh, do I run away? Do I, do I help out? You know, like, can I help out? What do I do? And that's like, you know, that, that's, that's very, that's very stereotypical of, of someone, you know, in, in those situations. And you would, I, I could see that really, really playing out. And then, but as you don't know that this child has these powers or this teenager has these powers. And then when you find that out later on, it makes more sense. Like, oh man, this kid wanted to jump into the fight. This kid wanted to be there and be part of you know, and help these people out or whatever, but it, he's, been bound by the oath to his parents not to help out or not, not, not to help out, but not to show his powers off, you know? And that would be interesting. And that would, that would add that layer of like, Ooh, Oh yeah, that makes sense as to why you're so awkward and weird. 
in some ways, <laughs> you know, and, reserve, yeah. and and pull back. So anyways, well, thank you for describing, uh, Thank you for describing Titan Season 2 uh, <laughs> with Deathstroke's daughter Rose and how she was integrated into the Titans. So I, not watching the show, I think you are dead on, though, in the sense that, yeah, I, I, building the character up would, would certainly help and giving us uh, something to care about before the character shows up, right? Before Is that literally what happens? Uh, it's not literally what happens, <laughs> but, yeah. I, I mean, there her powers get like disclose pretty quickly and it's pretty okay. obvious that she's going to get killed. I don't want to give too much away because I would like people to go watch that show. It's amazing. But we're, um, they, on a, we're on a network called the spoiler verse, dude. Yeah, I know, but go listen to those. Things get I, spoiled. This is one where I want you to go back and watch it, but okay. yeah, it's Titans is amazing and it's something you're, you'll definitely want to watch as things go forward. It's a little bit darker world. Um, yes, and I would say yeah. this is, but Marv has signed off on a lot of it. And also they reimagined talk and dove um, in an amazing way. Uh, probably one of the best portrayals I've ever seen. Awesome. Uh, and so uh, Marv Wolfman has actually made some very positive public comments about the series and the take on the characters and how they're developed. And instead of being one of those old creators taking shots at sort of the darker world or the way it's presented, Mm-hmm. he's been very complimentary of the show and how the characters have moved on. So nice. good on Marv Wolfman for supporting his characters over time and mm-hmm. how they would evolve into the 2020s, right? Like yeah. it, it's a different world, 20 teens, 2020s than it was in the 1980s. Yeah. And so they don't have to be as naive, right? Like they can be thrust into a little bit darker situation. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's been good. And so, what I will say for this is it's my hope that Danny Chase gets new life, uh, a new character, a new change. Uh, but right now I'm going to stand by, well, Greg, on Funny Book Forensics for right now. I hate Danny Chase. And, and of course, you can find us at Funny Book Forensics on Facebook and at Funny Book 4, the number 4, N6, number 6, at Twitter and Instagram. Everybody, thanks a lot for joining us on Funny Book Forensics, as Dan just said. And if you want to find other podcasts, please go to our hosting site, Spoilerverse, where you will find several other fantastic podcasts like Narrative Gunslingers or Nerds from the Crypt or Spoiler Country or Talking Sith, Shooting Sith, Shooting Sith. I don't know. I haven't listened to them all, but they're all fantastic. I don't get paid to say that. I just know it in my heart of hearts. Well, I do listen to the podcasts on the Spoilerverse, <laughs> and they are quite good. So, I'm Dan. I'm Greg. And this was Funny Book Forensics, episode 252, The Endless Chase.
now on Kickstarter. Starlight's issue one and two, transdimensional spider wizards and space pirate cats kidnap former washed up sibling child superheroes. Starlight issue number two picks right up where the popular first issue left off, providing new insights and perspectives into the Starlight universe. Issue number two will help readers make sense of the action-packed stories. The readers will learn more about the alien creatures that lie within and who the child superheroes are, or rather are not. Starlight issues one and two brought to you by Overcast Comics. The creative team is comprised of Travis Webb, Brett Waddell, Greg Smith, edited by David Mayer, additional cover by Jenna Ayub. This project can be found on Kickstarter in comics. Starlight will be available on Kickstarter starting October 13th through November 13th. You can find it at starlightkickstarter.com. That's starlight, S-T-A-R-L-I-T-E, kickstarter.com.